Hmm, we got a 17.5. You gonna give us context? Or you just go, I'm like, wait, what? Hmm, 17.5. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Mark and Misfits, episode 17.5. Is that a shoe size? Like, like <laughs> hmm. <laughs> it's the same episode. It's the continuation. That's, that's right. I love this song so much. Oh, it's an amazing song. This song, song. makes me so happy. <laughs> it's a good song. Do, do, do. Like, advertisers, this is where you go. One of the spots you can go in. It's a shame the way you hurt me. It's a shame the way you mess around with your man. I'm sitting all alone by the telephone. How many guys y'all know that they gonna wait all alone next to the telephone? Bro, I was just about to say, like, they were pressed. Bruh. Not pressed. I want to say it come from a positive place. Like, they was in love. They was in love, but then they beat the hell out of their women, too. Wait, <laughs> so, like, you, I don't, like, I don't what know what's happening right now. It was like, I'm gonna love you like no other, but then I'm gonna beat the hell out of you later on. Like, God damn. Wait, what you also about? have a home around the co- <laughs> Just Just old school, like, songs and the sense of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That whole thing is yeah. crazy. We was watching. Um, like, Ike Turner? <laughs> nah, uh, yeah, that, sing the song. Why do <laughs> Why do fools fall in love? The Frank Frankie uh, Frankie Lyman. Lyman, yeah, that crazy movie. Yo, it's on Netflix right now. I think it is. Yeah, uh, I, I watched I, it. I was gonna watch it. I was like, it's a lot. It's a I, lot to go through in that movie. I a lot watched, of black at one time. I watched it the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It's it's, a lot. it's it's a great movie. Bro. It's, a, it's a great movie, but it's a lot of black at one time. Uh, it's, a it's a lot to get through. <laughs> Spoiler alert, the dog dying. It's a really no, sad part, man. Yeah. That was super sad. That was a lot of black. It'd be a lot of black sometimes. Man. Real life is hard enough. Kind of like this podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Oh, man. Nah, but that, this is branding. That's different. <laughs> right. I'm like, should we name it? Change the name of our podcast? <laughs> oh, <this racial laughs> Marketing Misfits, the what? Why do fools fall in love? Why do fools fall in love? <laughs> Oh welcome, welcome, oh welcome. One more game. Um somebody somebody told me the other day they said uh something happened. I asked them to it was actually iced coffee, iced coffee concentrate at work. I was like, hey, can you can you do me a favor and just leave that out when you're done? And she's like, come back. I was like, oh, it, it's come again. Yes. <laughs> somebody said come back, that's weird. Yeah, I was like, it's, it's coming again. I don't like it. <laughs> what, what, t- what time was this at? Because I probably wouldn't even catch that. I'd be like, what? It's probably like 9 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Fuck no. I didn't say it immediately, but later on, I was like, where where you get that from? Like, that's not right. No, no, no it's, it's, it's definitely coming again. Um, all right, so welcome, welcome, welcome to the Marketing Misfits Podcast, episode 17.5, um, on a special, special, special uh, drink um, episode continuation. Uh, I am Mike Summers. It's Duke Cornelius. Dave Smith. Ryan Chappelle. Joel Paulino. If you did not catch our last um, episode, just so you know, um, we're, we're doing a deep dive into the alcohol beverage category. Is that, is that okay? That's okay. Alcohol Bev. Yeah. Alcohol Bev. Bev. Um, we have Joel, who represents ABI, or not necessarily represent. He works there. What's um, ABI, Mike? They cut the check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, not, he, he's not in PR. <laughs> exactly. but, but he works there. He's, he's a smart guy, and he's Dominican. Dímelo. Um, great timing we have uh dave dougie smith um who represents or works at heineken um and why are you doing that 
Uh, the correspondent from <laughs> from Hennessy. Because they, they, they introduced their initiatives <laughs> already. Yeah, my yeah. views do not represent. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They just Tweets are my own. <laughs> right, 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 right. And then coming around third base, right. we have uh, <laughs> third base. Ryan, who formerly represented the Hennessy Louis Vuitton Moet Hen- you have the mic, Mike. Um, yeah, formerly Hennessy brand manager uh, for Hennessy Black and Hennessy Very Special that everyone knows and loves, and uh, recently transitioned to a new role at Spotify. Cool beans, White Rabbit. So, but we have some also also some good news too. Oh, we have amazing yeah. that. Shout out to I mean, you, we got, you got to work yeah, on your, you yeah, work yeah, your seg- segues, man. Yeah, yeah. Stick with King. Stu, you want to share uh, some awesome news with us? Uh, Well, yeah, I guess by the time this podcast goes out. Probably. By the time we actually more, review it a bunch of that. It'll probably be more public. But, uh, yeah, I just got promoted to uh, manager on entertainment partnerships at Twitter. Um, so, yeah, really excited to, to do the work. Amazing, man. So in, in that role, it allows me to... I, I don't know. Mike. Oh, my God. Mike. <laughs> this is what we talked about. We talked about this. We talked about this. We talked about this. In that, um. in, that, <laughs> in that role, it allows us as Twitter... Well, let me start here. Um, it's important that people of color are in that position to help um, directionally help the company figure out what events and tempos they need to be focused on mm. um, in order for Twitter to really be able to... Um, shed light on communities of color and all of the extraordinary things that they bring to the platform. And so I'm very excited to get into that work and, and, uh, point. So you'll be more like doing activation type stuff versus account management. Yeah, it's more activation. It's more, it's going to be more activation, but it's also going to be like, um, helping talent get better on the platform. Like if you have an issue with Twitter, I'm, me and my team are the ones that are going to address it. So you, so you're the plug now. Yeah, on some level, it sounds like just like a little bit of like black excellence. It's a little I bit. Mean, yeah, just, it's just a like, lot of black. Oh, it's a lot. I'm just trying to help the community, man. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a man of the people. Oh man, it's so, it's so great to see so much melanin thriving in this room. Um, all right, cool. So last episode, we really got into our bags on kind of the category trends, um, just how you guys are thinking about the category and all that kind of good stuff. Um, I think what we want to get into today, which um, aligns very, very well with Stu's new role, is kind of the experiential aspect of mm-hmm. um, the alcohol category. So start up there. Just just, just open field. Um, what does experiential marketing mean within your categories? I mean, I think I'll start it off and then they can uh, jump in. I yeah, think, you've done a lot lately. Yeah. Well, I just recently came off a of complex con, right. so... Um, Complex is a magazine. They uh, did an offshoot of that and launched into experiential and saw a, a unique place for culture culture to converge all in one place. Um, and I believe it was like 2016 um, where they did that at um, the first time in, in, in L.A. And I uh, was able to attend that first one. And it was just it's kind of like the Internet in real life is what they describe it as or what's been deemed the cultural Super Bowl, if you will. Um <sighs> Where um, Hennessy definitely need to play a role at. We played a role there uh, many times, but I was the first one to kind of bring in integrated programs that we, you know, Hennessy owned and operated programming to ComplexCon floor versus us kind of doing uh, what I hate 
about uh, doing some kind of like a stage branding. So no, it's like just your just logo flashing worst. over. It's so boring. It's like, hey, we're here. Um, it looked dope too. Yeah. Like it, the set, because you guys had like a pretty big like yeah. So piece. we yeah. So we brought um. So we did it two years in a row. The first year I brought um our Marshall Major Taylor program to life there by um, working with artists. So he um you know leveraged uh, some of our Hennessy codes like when we were founded and those kind of things and mm-hmm. put it into artwork with the highlighting that person's never stop never settle story, which yep. is our uh, key message. Yep. And then the second year. Year, um, or this year, 2019, we brought our limited edition uh, bottle launch to yep. ComplexCon. So we had a full activation um, leveraging the artist's artwork um, and did. And what I did is I kind of did a convergence of a bunch of different shit in one one place. So I had uh, t-shirts on sale. I had our uh, remix cocktail with ASAP Ferg. So he came to the booth. And it's mm-hmm. a great place. For, Complex is a great place for capturing a lot of influencer engagement at one time. Yep. So like I, w- I, w- I used it for that to say, you know, we can capture all the unique people and the tastemakers in the industry um, within culture to, uh, you know, taste Hennessy, experience Hennessy, um, and really get to touch the brand. That's what experiential really does in my mind is really gives you a chance to touch the brand that um, is needed for a high engagement category such as wine, spirits, uh, alcohol, everything. I don't know if you guys agree with that or what you guys' experiences have been, but that's kind of like experiential marketing on a one-on-one. That's like usually what we're using it for. No, yeah. I think that it's completely fair in terms of, <clears throat> I guess, the experience that you're trying to give the consumer on site. Um, we had a little text chain going off, and I quoted something that I've heard been beaten to me is that brands are built in the on-premise. Mm-hmm. But I think that as we are in a more digital age now, um, you can kind of take that away. On-premise may just be defined as, like, say, your local bar, but the aspect of just somebody presenting the brand to you the way that it should be represented, i.e. like you don't want to meet someone in their bummy clothes. Yeah. If you will, you know, you yeah. don't want to meet somebody when they're like just going out to run errands. Like I want to see you when you jump fresh, you're ready mm-hmm. for the event. And I feel like that's what an activation is meant to be. I want to showcase my brand at its best point And then let you decide afterwards, how does this brand identify and connect with you as a consumer? Yeah. And then, I mean, I think if if you do that well, then you're going to get the the exposure out of it. Then the people that aren't there, they're going to want to be there next time. Correct. Then um, it just just amplifies. And that's also a huge part because throwing all of these, you know, awesome, big experiential events, they're expensive. Yeah. And so, you know, the people that are there, of course, you know, they're going to have a blast and a good time. But when you can do it to the level where it's like, hey, I'm, I'm taking a selfie. You know, I'm sharing. I'm sending this somewhere else. Then it gets to like that next level. Yeah, I'm like not paid, not hashtag ad. This That's is big. Like, this I is actually, price, you know. I love, I love that perspective because I, I, I do think with the influencer marketing, there's a huge. So there's one is like there the pay to post kind of aspect, and there is an aspect of I think people finally identifying like let's create experiences and experience could be like an actual experience or it could be like a thing that I'm creating that's custom for you, but you can't half ass it. Like, you have to over-the-top it in order to make it actually shareable and actually something real that some people people want to fuck with. Yeah, but I think that that's, the, right. that's the best way to do it, though, because when you think about it, most brands have an issue with influencer marketing because they don't necessarily own the content. They may own the rights to it, and sometimes, they you know, legal, it could get a little weird. But if you do an activation that prompts people to that makes them feel like, oh, this was dope. I need to share this with my people. That's when I feel like you've done it the right way. Um, and I think it's worth it's it's worth yeah. it. Then we were just talking about word of mouth. Like that's the most important thing, yeah. right? When someone's like, "Yo, we were at ComplexCon, man. You missed it. It was hot." No, I think that's what like like when I kind of work with agency partners, the focus is 
I don't think I ever put in a brief, and maybe I have, but unfortunately, I'd be like talking myself out of this. But it's always been about building out the right engagement element. So whatever, mm-hmm. if that's a digital wall, if that's whatever, that should be drive. That's what's going to drive the posting for you know influencers posting or whoever comes to the experience posting. Not me saying like the objective is getting people to post. Right? Do you, does that make sense? No, I like, understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes people get in get in the habit of thinking like viral first and like activation second. It's like no, it's like you need to build. You forget the element. Build it and they viral. will come. Exactly. Build, build the dopest shit you can build, and they will promise you they will come and they will post and they will do all the things you want them to do. If you have a dope ass experience, if you don't have no dope ass experience, they're like, why the fuck are we here? Yeah, oh, posting is a lot of we're work. We're here to post. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, posting is yeah. a lot of work if you really don't fuck with the activation. Let me tell it's you, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's it's a if you gotta find time. something. The post, then it's yeah. like okay, yeah. what are we doing? That was real. That was the, I kind of like that. That was a hot take. Yeah, but and then also <laughs> to go back to uh, I had a segue come out of that round. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, before you go, before we go to your your segue because you've been slipping on your segues. But um, is uh, Dave talked about on premise? So yeah, to bring it back to beverage, so you guys are aware, on premise means anywhere the product is consumed. Mm-hmm. So that would be clubs, bars, Festivals. restaurants. Mm-hmm. Festivals gets a little bit into the ex- into the experiential yeah, yeah. Yeah, aspect of it, but it's but that to that end, what I wanted to kind of bridge the gap on is, um, you know, on premise is kind of your everyday work clothes, like mm-hmm. so you're looking good every day. So every day you go to that on premise account, you want to make sure that you look good every day. And, and to his point, you want someone to suggest you, or you want your bar- that bartender to suggest that drink to you. So that that's one of the key gatekeepers that mm-hmm. we engage with, and we try to do programming against both on big the, facts, big on mm-hmm. the um, both uh, beverage spirits, all all the different sides of alcohol. But then experiential is that heightened like. I'm putting on my best event swag. Like, mm-hmm. come take pictures with me because I'm here. Yeah. It's the flex. Yeah. You're trying to flex yeah. on, on them at the experience. On premise is my crib when I drink Hennessy. I just <laughs> <laughs> at home. Unless you about to show up at the door with a case of Hennessy, you ain't gonna find me. We always on premise for Hennessy. Yeah. Which, which is hard. <laughs> never, never stop. Never settle. <laughs> on, on premise is where I'm at. <laughs> I, I really do hate festivals, but I do remember uh, last time I went to Coachella, you guys had a tent. It was a Heineken, Heineken the Heineken and house. That, Heineken house. How did yeah. that? And it was rocking. How did so? That's a great question. Our great segue. How did the Heineken house do? Because um, you have done it multiple years, and like, how has it grown over the years? Has it changed? Like, what what have you guys learned? So, from it? me speaking on Heineken house is like me speaking on a family member. You know, like, <laughs> so you can't so you only can say so much. But, but, but I will say this. <laughs> I will say this though. Um, the Heineken house has evolved. And the Heineken House has evolved from the perspective of them understanding that while I can bring the talent, right, I can bring the people mm-hmm. there, it is around the people and the experience that they're having with said talent. So mm-hmm. it's one thing to say, oh, I had De La Soul and Buster Rhymes, which was last year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I've heard nothing about the acts that they actually had this year at Coachella, but from the actual experiential team, I heard that there was a better experience, mm-hmm. i.e., it, it is about what I'm presenting and giving to the consumer, but it really is mostly about how the consumer responds to me on social media. Mm. Are you right. tagging me? Are you right. happy about right, my experience? Right, right. Everything that we just right. talked about. Yeah. Because, frankly, like it's an, ex- it's an excess of talent that I could hire, mm-hmm. you know, old school, new school, or yeah. whatever. But, like, how am I finding the talent that's going to line up with the consumer to give them an elevated experience? Because... Never been, but Heineken House is separated from Coachella, right? Absolutely. Like you have to yeah, go have into to go, Heineken yeah, House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you're literally leaving something that 
wants to talk about uh, being socially shareable. You're leaving an event that everybody wants that to fucking be at. That you're there for. That you're there for. Yeah, because people to travel To go into places. this microcosm of an event. Yeah. yeah. And so, see how so that's on the outside or the per- peripheral of this main exactly. event. Yeah, I got you. What's so wild to me that both you and Ryan kind of hit on is is kind of a marketing one-on-one of like consumer first. Mm-hmm. It's like building these events or these experiences around the people who are actually there. They're the most important. Yeah, ver- versus like how do we amplify? Worry about that shit, that shit will come. That That's... It's yeah, almost, I, mean, I mean, it's I almost think, I, I think you, right? you also got to show up um, in a way that's ownable for the brand because if they have a great time, but then at the end of the day, it's like, oh, Guff Ball was amazing. Then it's like, okay, oh, you, what did you, you lost? You know, <laughs> yeah. what did you do with yeah, them? And yeah, so, yeah. Like they, I don't know. So drunk, like I don't for, know. Um, <laughs> For Bud Light, something I can speak on. So uh, from GovBall, we actually we took our dive bar platform. I remember you li- live streamed on Twitter. Yeah, it was and rocking. So, and so the selection of talent was geared towards the audience that was going to be Post there. Malone. Yeah, Ty yeah, Dolla so, Sign. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it seemed like it worked on somebody. Right. right. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 too close. I'm too close. Like that was a partnership. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't mean, count. You know, I mean, that's that's the other role. It's like, what are, what is the thing that you, the the hook that you bring them in that they're going to, oh, I'm interested. But then what's the experience that they're going to take away? And it's going to be like, oh, you know, but like yeah. did that. OK. You know, and then what about so I mean, you guys both talked about talent. So. Can you guys both talk a little bit about, I mean, I have a ton of opinion on this. Um, I'm using talent, influencer, interchangeably. Broadly, in term, yes, yes. But, like, what does it take to make sure that you're leveraging talent effectively? Or, like, you know, how are you guys leveraging? Are you leveraging them just for performances? Are you showing? Yeah, are you leveraging the them to yeah. show up? Are you lever- And then are you thinking about how you're building the experience knowing that this person is going to show up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I – think- it, it depends. I think you have, you have like a tiered approach. It's like A, B, C, what level of talent they are, mm-hmm. what level of brand they are. <laughs> what level do they and matter? I, yeah, <laughs> right. You know, and I mean, I think A level, top, 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 it's it's a huge partnership. It's, it's yeah, because who's in the C? That's you know, just like. You, you got to get that mass reach, the social posts, um, and things that are also authentic to like your collaboration. Yep. So, you know, Post Malone's been a huge Bud Light fan mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, we launching a post a post malone can in texas mm-hmm. for his posty fest mm-hmm. um and he's psyched about it we're psyched That's about huge. it his fans love it and it's an authentic thing so if, if it's authentic then i think that it makes the partnership so much more meaningful yeah i think that when it comes to talent i've seen variations of it obviously and well not obviously in my new life now cider not as much talent Dosekis, tons of talent tons of trying to figure out who was the best one what pops up in my mind in terms of what was a great event, and I'm going somewhere with this. So we had, um, it was our Cinco event. Questlove was the DJ, but the actual talent, and what I consider the talent, was an all-female mariachi band. Never and, seen that before. Exactly. Yep. So to that effect, while Questlove was the draw in terms mm-hmm. of the name, right, in terms of inviting people and getting them excited... The all-female mariachi band is what I walked away from. Like, I yeah. can't tell you what Questlove was spilling, but I remember those women singing. I remember them with their instruments. Like, yeah. I remember that experience and how it That's just cool. connected more, frankly, to Cinco de Mayo yep. versus mm-hmm. Questlove. Yep. So that's a perfect example of, like, I have A-list talent, somebody that people yeah. recognize, but I have these women who are also talent. But they fit more with the event. Can so, I ask you a question, real quick? That's so good. It's so many Go good things. It's so many good things there. Like in terms of, you hit the nail on the head. To talk about like draw, right? So like draw and what's gonna get you impressions and Correct. those kind of things are gonna be these like tier one. Sounds like Joe's talking about as well. KPIs. Like tier one 
talent that's going to get you mm-hmm. get people in the room. They might not necessarily keep them in the room by them alone, depending on what their talent is. Mm-hmm. I would say it depend. Like for example, like Post Malone, I'm sure he could do great. Well, I take that back. Even Post Malone, it, it depends, right? So like in my head, Post Malone is a great like stadium like person to do arenas and shit. But he might not be a good close up artist. Some artists can't do. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you have to really think through, like how you're using that talent. Like to his point, like that the the all female mariachi band is a is a moment. Like I can celebrate. They can celebrate that moment across their social platforms and really share that, and everyone can capture the different different elements of it. So I think that's really interesting. My question goes to you three, and and I think you all have kind of different um, perspectives. But how does how much does the home base or headquarters of the company? kind of challenge you all in terms of the activations that you know to be successful or, or activations that you know will resonate with the audience because you are American and you do live in these places and you are in these on premises. So a bar in, you know, in Cologne is different than a bar in Williamsburg, right? Like mm-hmm. how much you less of, of all of them, right? Because ABI is more based in, in the States. But, but for still, you but, but run by Brazilians. Well, yeah. But still, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're but Brazilians. Even, but, even, <laughs> but even still, like, I'm sure that, that there's a kind of a struggle there on some level. Yeah, right? I mean, I think I think uh, for me, you know, at, at ABI, there's there's not so much of a struggle. Yeah. A struggle they, because at the end it. of the day, it's like culture is culture. Right. You know that culture matters. Yeah. Let's figure out what's the right thing to do for the people that we're trying to impact. And mm-hmm. they're they're like all about it. I think the most untapped like potential in the talent space is kind of like those up and comers where you can't deliver on the KPIs like right away because mm-hmm. there's only like this this small community that's like really into them. Yeah. But I think it goes a long way in the future as they come up. As you build that relationship from like the too. start, mm-hmm. it's like, man, you see that in the next year, it's it's like, oh, okay, they've been with them from from mm-hmm. like from, from way back yeah. from the jump, and then that impact that you have with those people goes way beyond like when the time that everyone already knows about them. Yep. Um. So that's kind of like the the thing that I'm like, man, how do you crack that? Like when not that many people know about it, but it's like, oh, we got to do something, you know, and it's gonna pay off maybe in a couple of years. So that's like the big. That's how I've been move. looking at this new role in terms of enter- entertainment because. You just gotta get them before they're out of there. Like, yeah. like you, like we all just miss Lizzo. Like she's out of there now at this yeah. point, right? But they're still like the Ari Lennox. That like they're like close. They're like right Man. there. You could there's still kind of. Cu- there's a couple of them that are like right there where you're I've like missed a couple. You know where I'm saying? like, Man, if we would have pulled the trigger, yo, ah, we would have been able to go. Two times it yeah. happened. I, I think know what you mean. You gotta use. I think there, there are places to plug yourself into tap into the culture and tap into those people that are going to blow. Like, I think mm-hmm. at, to to that end, I mean, people might say I'm lying, oh, yeah, you lying about you this. Did. No, I went to Coachella and I saw Lizzo's performance. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, she about to blow up. I never heard of this girl. I was like, but she's like, she got it. Yeah. She year? got it. She you got it. You feel it. I felt it. You said what? Last year? Uh yeah, this is one the one this this mm-hmm. this past oh, one like like in April like yeah like 2019 yeah. I'm like damn I've been all I've been all over the place um but yeah I saw her performance I was Humble like break. yo she about to be like she's the best thing coming out of Coachella in my head like leaving Coachella I was like glad I because like I mean that's a place you can discover and find artists that are getting a bigger Word. stage that they would have never got yeah um and I saw her, some of her performances and then I I started seeing her like on Jimmy Kimmel she's getting her hair braided performing mm-hmm. like that was amazing cultural it's moment. like it's it's this feeling like two years ago I was um running Presidente the, the 
Dominican brand here yep. in the U.S. And yep. we were um, doing the Dominican Day Parade in New York, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Of course. Got to do it. <laughs> Melo. Lit, lit. Come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, Cardi B was on a float, a couple floats back. Yeah. And I get a text from my boy's um, wife. Like, hey, Cardi B. I'm like, whoa, she never texted me in her life. <laughs> right. I'm like, mm-hmm. if you're texting me about this, yeah. like, she's, she's this gonna, this, like, this is something. Yeah, that's real. And then, like, fast forward, like, she just blows up. And, you know, we started talking. So this is, like, pre-Bodak this no, this is like right when right it popped. After, it was okay. popping in New yep. York. Okay. And it's just, I got that feeling, man. And it was like almost pulled something off and I didn't pull the trigger because I was going to break the budget. But I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. If I would have pulled that rough. trigger. I'm like, oh, I still hurt. It hurts my heart. Till that's how I feel about like Megan Thee Stallion. I feel like she's just about to be out of there. So yeah. to that point, right, I think that everything that we're talking about is, I don't know if this is on a docket mic, but like the distinction between to use slang, popping and uh, up and coming. Up and coming, right? for sure. Because I feel like... It's a thin line, man. It's a very thin <laughs> line because, you know, just to get really cultured with it, like for us, when you say you're popping, you may have not become up and coming yet. Right. You know, because right. frankly, up and coming means the broader general audience yeah. is aware of you. Shoot, I almost thought those things were those terms were flipped almost. I, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and frankly, like even as I'm saying it, like I feel like they could be flipped, but I think like the distinction is there is one where you are popping within the community, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you make taking community and then community, you, and like, then there's like, one Lizzo, where you are popping to the broader. This I'm 100 exactly. percent that bitch. Once once white people start saying that Correct. shit, you're out of there. Yeah, and I didn't and Lizzo say is that, out of there. But that's what it is. It's what well, it I, is. Well, I think Lizzo it's was like, like Lizzo's like a weird like phenomenon, right? Because she didn't resonate with. Black, the black community before she like broke. Yeah, to be honest, like she was resonating with general pop, which was very. I'll give you the flip me. side. Missy resonated with us, yes. and then she got and once Work It came out, out of there. Work It came out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, what she put the little white girl in the video. Came yeah. on. But, but you could also <laughs> throw the flip side, throw Cardi out there, who like we all knew, and we're like, uh, mm-hmm. until white people accept that, and we're like, all right. <laughs> 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 hey man, if your baby black, you good with me. <laughs> That baby black as hell. Offset. Baby is yeah, black. Yeah, baby Shout black. Out all babies are Dominican, so I'm with her yeah, day one. There you go. <laughs> you know, that's family. Primo. Primo entonces. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Look at that. Hey, my, my, uh, my barber is Dominican. What, cut my hair for uh, the barber is Dominican Fresh. as well. There you go. What, one, this is the greatest yeah, episode brother. ever. Cause I could just like sit back and watch you guys talk. And y'all carry the whole conversation. <laughs> one, one, uh, one thing I do want to get into before we, we start to close out is um, uh, how do you think about um, – in, in the same vein, aligning yourself with uh, people, organizations, et cetera. And I'm thinking about everything from like NFL to Cardi B and like, how do you figure out like, what is that thing that you, that you want to align to? And do you need it? You mean like Cardi B, Pepsi and NFL? Uh, it, yeah. Those, I mean, not even Pepsi. I'm just talking about like there right, are, sports, you mean how does a brand say, I mean, I think you like, personality. Yeah. I'm versus interested like, in, like, yeah, versus do say being Jay Z or, or Nas being, no, not even not versus Duce being Jay Z and uh, I don't even know who's NFL sponsor right now, but Budweiser, yeah, 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 yeah. but like, yeah. but like being NFL, like how do you do, does everybody have to elevate themselves to like this this bigger experience and how do you decide sports versus entertainment or athlete? I mean, because yeah, you're Champions League artist, whatever. I am Tonkin is Champions League. Yeah. I would say for me, the, the best case scenario, and granted, like it is perfect storm lightning in a bottle like how do i as a brand find that equity that i 
I don't want to attach myself to somebody. I don't want to be a parasite, right? Mm-hmm. I want a symbiotic Damn, relationship. That was, that's good. You know that what I'm saying? That one hurt, like, hurt so me. Good. No, like, that's good. I want, you know, me as a brand house to be functioning. Brand, uh, Ryan was talking about history and heritage. Mm-hmm. Ideally, I find a contemporary talent that matches my history and heritage. Right. Right? Like, how do I get yeah. the best of both worlds? And mm-hmm. that truly is... Lightning in a bottle. And yeah. how do you make that? How do you connect that story? And how do you make it make sense? Yeah, from a experiential through yeah. content yeah. or whatever you want to do. Yeah, um, it's great when it's natural. It's great when it like makes sense. Yeah, when it's like, natural. When but like, I think I think Joel also is like super smart. And what I wish he would have did is relying on your intuition first. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes know, your intuition. Right? Sometimes like, I've got to pull the trigger. That's people. As I've gotten like further in my career, I've noticed that not relying on my intuition is was a fail. Like, I should have, yeah. like, tapped into, like... You've been in the game too long. No, you, man. What Ryan no. is saying, I just realized no. that I just want to say, fuck it. I'm yeah. going to trust myself. I'm going to bet on me. I'm going to bet... You realize what all these... This, you know, there's risks, there's rewards, and it's sometimes like, ooh, no, you know... You're yeah. there to be a challenger in the room. Yeah. That's you, why they hide. You realize the, the, the studies that a lot of people who don't look like you taught you throughout your entire mm-hmm. life can only get you so far. It's true. And and that you are in the room for a reason to be different. Yeah, and and there's an aspect of challenging you for be for being different. But at the end of the day, like that's why you're there, and that that's only. Uh, and I said this on the podcast before. I think Will Smith um, at Ad Week. We talked about Ad Week. Right, that was like our first episode. Yeah, that was. Yeah. So he talked Almost about he talked about data being there to train your gut. And you have data to, and he talked about when he started doing the whole YouTube thing, he, he kept looking at the analytics and this and the other, got so caught up in it yep. that he eventually had to stop looking at it because it's there to tell you what feels right. But at the end of the day, like you, you're training your gut and your gut's going to take you somewhere. Yeah. 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 You sure. sound like an NFL coach. <laughs> <laughs> Those data guys, I'm going for two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But going back to, you know, your question around like what makes the right partners, and I think it's just, First of all, it's, you know, the interest in the people you're trying to connect with. But then is that right partner? Are they open to, like, actually working with you, doing things mm-hmm. that are outside of the contract? Being like, oh, this awesome idea came up. If the, Cle- if the Cleveland Browns win a game, we're going to unlock this fridge. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, even... I'm in on it. I'm in on it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like it, you, you know, work. It's like a win-win. Yeah. So when you find those people that, that are, like, open to, like, yes, let's do this, you know, for – for our people, then that's that's a sign of a good partner. I'm gonna even broaden. I'm gonna broaden that though. E- yeah, e- ease of working with somebody is like something that's overlooked. That in my last <laughs> my time at Hennessy is something uh, yeah, that I've like that. come to cherish. Cherish. <laughs> yeah. In terms of just, um, Azafer was one of the easiest per- pe- people I've worked with at. Who was? Uh, that makes me feel good as a oh, black word. man. That's he he, he, he was, was super easy. He he was oh, hilarious. Oh, he's a complex guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. complex. No, I worked with him um, as as on the brand. So he's like okay. signed to Hennessy. Okay. Um, and we worked with them on Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Um, I had brought him in to um do some content, and then we had him come to ComplexCon and be part of the limited edition program. So um, leveraging him, he's just hilarious. His team is easy to work with, and sometimes it's just like just that makes it a lot easier and feels more right like to Joe's yeah. like points like the gut aspect of it like it feels right that we're doing this we can come together um, it's not going to be difficult and then there are other people and it might be these tier two tier three 
that are a lot more difficult that don't really drive real. that they, they, they ain't, ain't even popping, popping yet. They, they ain't, ain't even popping. Question though, they ain't up and coming. All, all <laughs> the above. <laughs> to, to that point of having an easy to work with client, did Ferg? I don't know if you can discuss this. Oh, you don't work there anymore. It's all good. I don't work there no more. Did Ferg? <laughs> did Ferg have skin in the game? And that's another thing that I consistently hear in my company in terms of like. So there are situations where you can give your talent an incentive. Say, hey, like if we sell X many more cases, you'll get blah. So that's going to incentivize mm-hmm. this to talk to the distributors to, mm-hmm. in my case, right, for beer, you know, Joel can speak to this. Are you going to do this video for Walmart? Right? Because guess what? It's going to move mm-hmm. cases. Like, mm-hmm. so, like, I'm going to answer that politically because I can't really answer that question, all good. to be fair, because I'm yeah. trying to uh, uh, partner with Hennessy at some point in the future. <laughs> As um, you should. I think it depends on the brand. So, like, I think to be safe, mm-hmm. <laughs> a brand like Ciroc can do that with Diddy because they can produce as much as they want. Mm-hmm. Hennessy can't produce as much as they want. That's completely fair. So that's all I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave that there. I got you. What, the 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 process of making Ciroc is a lot faster. Yeah, they can they can turn out. I think it wasn't made out of a grapes. grapes. It's made out of grapes. It's made of grapes. Um, but like you know, the aging process of yeah. creating Hennessy prevents probably something like that from happening from because like a it's not deal a dark standpoint. Spirit. Got it. Um, but you know, my thing is like how to in terms of collaboration, there are things that you can offer to a, a talent other than just like product in terms of like pure like product. Like you can, pro- you're promoting, like I think one of the other partners that we worked with um, was Pure Moss. And I think once once they realized that we're really going to put a lot of PR behind this program, they were a lot more vested in. So like that gives them a lot more shine in publications and knowing who this brand is and who this person is. So we worked with them on uh, creating a limited, or excuse me, a capsule collection um, inspired by Marshall Major Taylor to continue to tell that story to kind of modernize uh, the storytelling of it. So, like, you know, once they realize that, you know, we're going to be delivering, like, you know, we're bringing, like, XXL, blah, 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 whoever else to these events that you're going to be at that we've signed a contract with you to show up to, um, that they're more vested, you know what I mean? More vested in, like, okay, I can get my shine through this partnership. So I think that's part of, like, the conversations that – you know, we all have in this room and that Stu is about to have is, you know. I hope so. You, well, Stu, we're going to work together. Yes. Um, we're going to figure it out. Um, but uh, that, that that's how you have to come to the table with them. Both parties have to be willing to come to the table that way because sometimes, like I said, on the other side, on the talent side, they might not be coming that way. They might not see it as a partnership. And I think a lot of these old school folks think see it as more transactional or old school uh, uh, old school uh, relationships that don't even mm-hmm. exist there anymore. And that creates drama and unnecessary bullshit that I'm yeah. sure all of the team here and has I, I think it's important to think about like when we think about talent it's not just the actual artist it's the team behind them yes uh, that's like the Word. big big picture because you can have talent that's like popping and amazing and they want to do work with you yeah. but if they don't have the right people behind them that are like responsive that are in the details and yeah. all that stuff has a huge huge impact like I've you know I'm we're working on something and it's like, oh, we're making a decision now based on the team. Yeah. Because this team is, you know, more professional, they're responsive, they're in it. Um, and then, you know, that's how decisions are made. So it's a huge, huge impact, the team that's behind uh, these artists. The team is it's, a ma- the team is a make or break. So you're going to find that out. Oh, real I, fast. yeah, I already know. Okay, you know, I I say this, know. the team, because yeah. you can you can have a, a great team or or you can have someone that you're like, how did they even, how did this even <laughs> How did they get this job? How did you get this? <laughs> Yeah, I'm used to sitting over here like, am I the? Cra-? Then you start questioning like, am I the crazy one? Like, nah, you know me, like, and I'm petty, so I'll, I'll get. <laughs> Come on, Stu. I do, I do really weird shit. Like, I'll, I'll see 
so like I'll get an email that makes me think that and and I've never met this person. But let me go on LinkedIn, see what they look like. Oh yeah, you look like the asshole that was talking <laughs> about. Like, I am that person. I am that kind of, I'm gonna do I that now. That, I am that person, it. like, oh, okay, I get it. It kinda calms me down in a very weird way. Okay. I'm gonna uh, try that one. But yeah, I mean I think teams are always important and I think that but well that's that's why what Dave said was really important, right? Is that if they do have skin in the game or Joel, as you said, like if they do if they do share a certain level of affinity for the brand, it's almost like yeah, we partner and I but I always mess with this brand. So it's almost like an honor to even be dealing with with this brand. You know what I'm saying? I don't think th- I don't think any partner sees it that way though. I don't think they see it as oh, an honor. Oh, I, I, maybe, maybe not. I also not. think that it's the how we talk about popping or up and coming, mm-hmm. right? Like a certain level of talent will be like, shit, I'm on. Bro, if I get you know, signed fair. to Nike tomorrow, it would be a fucking honor. Are you nuts? But you're Stu, right? So yeah. if we're talking about God making it up, fucking give me somebody. Uh, shit. Jay-Z. If you're Jay Z, you're like, why the fuck would I do? Uh, why that? You no know one, I mean? no gonna... one is Jay Z is one of one. No one is Jay Z. No one lives. But I'm saying, but there's give me somebody else. But Kanye West, stop doing that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But there's, but what I'm Lil getting, Boosie. Shut I, up, I'm shut up, Mike. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> what I'm getting at is there's levels, right? Yeah. You at your level as yeah. a nano influencer yeah. feel that way. Sure. Jay Z as a mega icon feels that way. I, feel I don't know. Right. I think it, it can. Feel before big. we, before all right, all right. So, so we we did the artist back for a while. Before we um before we close out, I do want to get into like more like the sports back. I got a sports story for you. This go for it. Going back to, to his yeah, point on, the, on that influence. Yeah. So back on Presidente, um, during the World Baseball Classic, the Dominican yep. team with like the biggest MLB Platino stars. Platinum Power. Yeah. Platinum Power. Yeah. That's I, right. I got that. I got that hat. The yeah, P- that the hat. VR hat. Yeah. Okay. So um, they were playing in California where Presidente wasn't available. I got a call from the MLB saying the Dominican baseball team wants their Presidente for a special dinner with their family and friends. Oh, shit. How can we do it? I'm like... Man, that's the best how call can we ever. do it? I'm like, man, give me okay, a plane flight. The best call ever. <laughs> they were like, call the PJ. <laughs> they, they they ended up like literally like overnighting it yeah. on a special delivery got plane, and they, they needed their presidente, oh, and wow. they're they're like big, big, big. So I think when you have that I like culture, that's like a deep, deep, deep thing. Yeah, then it's like it's you know I think it just breaks through. That's it's a, it's like a different level. I love so. presidente. Yeah, so we, we get we all get calls from like you know randoms. I'm sure like that. I think that's a really good call. Some some of the calls you get, yeah, a lot. Importante, in that case, that one was, but like, um, yeah, some of them you just have to do just because, but um, you know, a lot of people just want to, you know, tap into and extract from the brand sometimes. Sometimes, it's, oh, you it's, mean parasites, like yeah, parasites. Some, 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 some talent can be parasites. I think the ones that are the, the ones that are not the ones that want to build are like, hey, like, I like the ones that are like, hey, can I just get product for this thing real quick? Especially if they give me like time and lead time that's why i'm like okay then i'll fuck with you and we'll have another conversation and then yeah. it turns into something else like another a partner we work with is uh tj mizell mm-hmm. amazing to work with easy to work with his man his management team is really good um his jam master jason mm-hmm. for those that don't know so he's a celebrity dj and you know i have no problem plugging them into like programming that we have they were part of the black History Month program as well yeah it's those are the people you want to work with they're gonna you know make it easy they're gonna say hey like you know they'll make it easy on doing other things for you uh, when you're in a jam, you need like talent to do something. Right. Um, those are the ones that you want to keep close to you, and the other ones that are ma- transactional, keep them as transactional. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that I'm like, you will just do our 
pre and mid roll, and that's that's, that's it. all it. That's it. Just um, need content. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, this is this this has been a really good uh, dual episode. It's a good on. vibe, right? Good here. vibes. This amazing vibes. Vibe. Oh wait, I got a I got a new breaking story here for you guys. Um, so you guys remember LeBron was trying to do that Taco Tuesday and applied for the trademark. He was turned down. Uh, because it's of a course. commonplace message. Exactly. I don't know why anybody because, thought it because, was it. Because everyone, yeah. everyone went to college. And Taco yeah. So he, he went to own the rights for Taco Tuesday. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. much like saying I went to own the rights for when, Happy when, Hour. When, when he Stop. did, when he applied for it, I don't know how y'all felt, but I felt like when uh, Jesse came out about the whole juicy? thing. Yeah, Juicy, juicy Smollett. Smollett. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I know this some bullshit, but I ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna no, see no. if it rise out real quick. Subway yeah. at two a.m. My ass. <laughs> Hilarious. Black oh, people man. don't even watch Empire. How are white people gonna watch exactly. it? Exactly. No, that, that was you. I know. I haven't seen Empire, and I don't even know how many seasons. Oh man. Seen. <laughs> all right, all right. This is Marky Misfits episode uh, seventeen point five. Yes, sir. Seventeen point five. The, the the drink episode. I am Mike Summers. Stu Cornelius. Dave Smith. Ryan Chappelle. Joel Paulino. Rate review. All that good stuff. Subscribe. Tell your friends, friends, and friends, friends. Oh, and your auntie and your mama too. Y'all be easy now. Telephone waiting for your call when you don't call.